As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Welcome back, I should say. Uh, or welcome for the first time if you're just tuning in. Uh, it's been a little bit. I like to tease you guys by building up a nice, great load to uh, release into your eardrums. Uh, you know, that, that's what, whenever I take a few weeks, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just building up the suspense for you. But uh, I'm excited. I got one of my buddies here on the podcast today. I did his uh, podcast uh, not long ago called I'm Just a Kid. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, he's a comedian here in New York. Uh, I've known him for a few years now, actually. I remember meeting him at the Broadway Comedy Club, and he's been hustling and really tearing up the scene. He's everywhere now. So really excited to have him on. Um, James Camacho, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Your apartment's beautiful. <laughs> I can't get over how... I keep thinking, like, if I had to... If I had this place, I'd get laid so much more. That's all I keep thinking about. <laughs> well, I, I just like just like the because I live in a, I live in Harlem. It's it's so shitty that uh, I was just telling you I brought a girl back there and just to see her their face just melt. Like, <laughs> melt in a negative way, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. And then I could just imagine bringing her here and then just her face lighting up and like you know like her not wanting to leave first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely wasn't the sex. It was it was the apartment. Well, you know what? It's better to have a girl like you for the right reasons anyway, right? I mean, it all depends on what you want. Like, I mean, it, it all depends on what you want. If you're just having fun, I, I always I always think that. Like, I always go like in my head. I'm like, well, it's a shitty place. I wear shitty clothes. I have shitty jokes, but they'll like me for who I am. I'll just find that person, and uh, that's my excuse when when someone comes to me. <laughs> I'm like, well, they just didn't see. They couldn't see past all my shit, my <laughs> garbage. Well, it's uh, we had a good time. We actually talked about ladies a lot on the "I'm Just a Kid" podcast. Uh, we talked a lot about high school and, of course, you know, young relationships. I think everybody here should give it a listen. Uh, so the the podcast is all about high school. Like, yeah, whoever's on, we just share high school stories. And it's fun. It was fun traveling back in time and kind of your questions kind of caused me to think about it in in ways that I hadn't or at least haven't in a while, you know? So it's kind of fun to travel back. It was like a little travel through time thing. I still hope, man. I've had some girls on lately that you think they were so, like, sexually promiscuous. And then you talk to them, and, like, one of them was, like, a Southern, uh, grew up Southern Baptist. And one of them was just a virgin until, like, three weeks ago. And you're just like, really, you? And then you, when you listen to, like, their upbringing in high school. Yeah. It's just like, wow, I was fucking... I get it now, but that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I never would have picked you as a one girl's super high. Yeah, you never would know. Like, you can really get to know somebody through talking about their past like that. Yeah, because we're just kids, so, like, we don't know anything. We don't yeah. have a thought. We can't think for ourselves. Yeah. And we're all insecure, you know. And um, we're just, you know, we're just growing up. And everything, we're just taking everything in and, like, processing it. And, you know, like, trying to figure out the world. And so those are, like, our most formidable years. And uh, it's just always fun to talk about. And they, everyone always looks back at it yeah. with some kind of, like, some kind of nostalgia to him, yeah. I imagine. Um, unfortunately, I didn't bring my yearbook on. It's fine. No one, most people 
Most people are transplants in the city. Yeah. So it's very rare that people actually have them in your book. But it's always fun because we get because that even bring that triggers more stuff when you because basically the yearbook we just we will look at like the senior photos. Yeah. And then we'll look at we'll read the signatures that people write. Yeah. And there's a lot a lot of times we'll read stuff and people are like oh my god like, I remember that like oh my god that person like oh fuck that person. <laughs> so it just triggers even more memories. Yeah. Yeah. You hear like these names like Miss Doubtfire or whatever, and then yeah, everyone's like, I remember that teacher, like, and then, so people get really it takes them back. Miss <laughs> Doubtfire. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just saw it the other day, so I just oh yeah it. yeah, but no that podcast like uh, yeah my podcast is like my hope my goal is like I'll keep I I I, keep, I have whoever on I don't, I'm not picky about guests I'm hoping like, it gets big enough and it's it, the the viewership has listenership whatever it's gone yeah. up a lot yeah and people that listen to it. It's crazy because like I just do it and I don't try to be funny, and um, it's like almost what your stand up act. You, you, you just do it, and then when people tell you like, "Man, it's so funny," you're just like, "Really? Yeah. You really think it's that funny?" Because I don't edit it. I edit it like I just put the um, music and the intro outro, yeah. and then there's some like there's been one time I said something I'm like I should cut that, but I just I don't edit it at all. I just they leave the whole thing there. That's cool. Yeah, so sometimes I, sometimes I think if you drag on, it's boring, but people that listen to it, like, this is fucking hilarious, man. I mean, honestly, I think normal, sometimes, it's like improv, right? In improv, it's different than stand-up. In stand-up, you're trying to be funny. In improv, you're trying to create a dialogue and an engagement with the other people in the scene. Yeah. And that's kind of what, in a way, of, I'm not going to, maybe a podcast is like that in some ways, mm-hmm. where you're not trying to be funny, you're just kind of talking, and sometimes that's the funniest stuff. Right, because it's real. It's People really connect yeah. it. They, they, it's easier for a listener to connect with something right. that's real. That's the thing with stand-up, though. Sometimes you can get too far away from just being yourself. Yeah. And um, your act could be funny, but it's not genuine. That's when that's when people like start bombing, you know, in like, yeah. harder situations. Because yeah. anyone can kill in a hard situation if you're just just real. Yeah. But some people, you know, just go up there and do, go right into their act. You've seen it before. People. They don't read the room right. They yeah. don't write to their act. And they're, they're just not connected to jokes. And then, yeah, in two, three minutes in, they're bombing because... Yeah. And they it's they're dug themselves a hole because they've already been on... They haven't gotten a laugh in like two, three minutes. Yeah. Just think it's not, like, this guy's not funny. And the guy may be like, these jokes work. And like, yeah, but you're not doing them right. Yeah, you know? I, I completely agree. One of the first times I was in New York, I noticed that actually. I, I saw... I was at the comic strip. Yeah. Uh, long time ago, several years ago. And that was one of my key takeaways in watching the show was the MC was like really working the crowd, getting everybody excited, very improv yeah. type stuff, you know, engaging with them. Where are you guys from? Where are you guys from? Little jokes, sprinkle out. And then he brought one comic up and I think that that comic just arrived like a few yeah, minutes he before. Didn't he didn't like see yeah. anything that happened. Right. And he just went right into his act and, and I feel like the crowd kind of like turned against him and he didn't know why. You could see the look on his face. That first, that first spot's always tough. Yeah, especially with the crowd, if it's a crowd, really big crowd, uh, MC crowd does a lot of crowd work. Yeah, and I don't even know if he was first or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think he was later in the show, but I will say that it was, it was one of those deals where someone just needed a whisper in his ear, hey man, like, some other stuff happened in the show that you might need to know, and yeah. like just connect with them first. I think know? it's a combination of like maybe his jokes weren't that good, because um, one of the best advices I've gotten from stand up was from Sam. Sam Morell. Okay. And he was just like, I had I had, I had my audition for the comic strip. He's like, I'm like, what do I do if there's a small crowd? Because there's like six people. 
it's hard to just do your act. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, just do, just be in the room, like be mentally in the room. Yeah. So you could do your jokes, but you know, look at someone in the crowd, like like talk to them, like bounce off them. If a joke doesn't work, acknowledge it. Yeah. So it's when like you're doing the jokes and you're not acknowledging that it might not be going well, you know, or let's say you want to, you're working on something and whatever topic you're working on in the beginning, it's not, you know, after a crowd work session, they probably want to hear a little dirtier, they're a little dumber. So you may want to dumb it down to a drinking joke, you know, or do a sex joke up top as, as opposed to some, whatever heavy material you're working on. In the beginning. Yeah. And then, cause like I see like people like Sam, they don't do much crowd work. He goes right up there, does his jokes. Doesn't matter who's MC, what kind of, what the fuck happened before. That guy always kills. Yeah. Cause his jokes are fan, are fucking so well written, and too like he's present while doing the jokes. Yeah. You know, like I've seen many times like a joke will not do well, and he goes, you know, hey man, like you may not like the content, but the structure's perfect on that. He'll so, say that. Yeah, he's got little lines like that, or that just and the crowd, the crowd will know a good joke, but like like I said, like he'll say that to the crowd. Yeah, he says oh. all the time. Yeah, but like. There's a way to, like, the crowd can tell what a good joke is, but sometimes you have to, like, let them know, like, joke, this is the joke time of the show, you know? Like, I did a show one in, um, upstate, and I emceed, actually. Yeah. And I had a, I had a great set, then the feature went on, and was, he was one of these, like, really loud, um, local type of acts. Yeah. You know, very, not energy, happy, high energy, high energy voices. He's a fat guy, you know, diarrhea jokes. <laughs> and then the guy after him, the headliner was this like tonight show writer. Yeah. You know, and he's just like joke, 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 joke. And he couldn't follow him. And my friends were at the show and they're like, the guy had the jokes are good, but he wasn't doing them right. It's because he didn't take that time to like, make that establishment. It's like building reset. equity with the crowd. And yeah, all. and I reset the room too. Like, I I, uh, I did time half for the guy and it was still, I was eating fucking murder, but he was all, you know, he, he dumbed the crowd down a little bit with diarrhea, fat, sweaty, yeah. you know, voices. And the guy's just doing these crafted jokes, but you have to bring them into your own style, bring them into your own yeah. world, you know? And a, a pro can do that. So, I don't know who this was, but he was working the comic strip. Yeah, I'm I don't sure, want to I'm say sure his he name. Just, he might yeah. have been in his head, but that's that's that's. I, that you know what's crazy happened. is I actually saw him do some of those jokes on TV before too. Oh, the guy, yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. I've seen people run their set, and it, they bomb. Their set bombs, and you, they do it on TV. It's amazing. Yeah, because it's TV set. It's just it TV set up the crowd up. They're looking at you, Conan. You know whatever they're bringing you on, so that you're trusted, and then like. It's all you. The whole attention's on you. Yeah. Sometimes in the comedy club, it's 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 not shared like, attention. And yeah, well, drinks are coming out, or like people aren't properly warmed up. You're yeah. just getting there. They go their whole fucking day. They've been walking around the city. Yeah. So it's a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. yeah. And then food is the whole food thing. It's it's the definitely a, it's a heck of a craft, you know. Um, I'm still figuring out some of that stuff myself, and I think I understand the theory behind it, but I still have to kind of navigate myself sometimes when I get on stage as to alright you guys aren't ready for my act yet you know yeah. like you, you can just sense it sometimes just like we said based on who went on before you you know yeah I mean there's like some, there's, there's people that you just a lot of people like I don't want to follow that guy I don't want to follow that guy and there's a reason because they they do something to the show yeah and I don't want to like 
negative, positive, doesn't matter, but they, they're able to connect with the audience in a way where basically the audience like really enjoys them and whoever else comes on is almost like an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be able to like break that down, you know? Like when someone's so likable on stage like that, you, you have to be able to, as a pro, you have to be able to figure. That's why like, I never, uh, I never worry about following people. That's good. Because I can't. I just go, hey, I have great jokes, I'm funny, and I, I should follow anyone. And there are times where I'm like, I do, I, I, it still comes back like, this person's gonna be tough to follow. But I always pull through because I believe in myself. I don't try to match them. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. I, 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 I know that that's an important thing. It's yeah. not like... You know who's tough? Um, you know Kareem Green? Uh, I know the name. He's that LOL. He's, he's one of those guys that I've seen people die after him. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I follow him no, like, no problem. What, what I've found, tell me what you think of this. One of the things that I think is more challenging, mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel this way, but <clears throat> when somebody is really good at crowd work that goes up before you yeah. and they've really done a ton of crowd work and improv mm-hmm. you know and like not a bunch of material and then I get up and it's like I definitely can't just go into my set now you know what I mean like, like, well, like I said you 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 can you can't like I've done that before man I mean I've, I've gone after I've gone after people like let's, let's just let's just use Ken for example right and I'll go okay yeah I've gone after him he does, he does crowd work you know and he's got Ken's good because he's, he's got jokes and crowd work. He's not all crowd work, but... Ken Boyd or Kenny Ortega? Ken, Ken Boyd. What does it matter? They both, both do a lot of crowd work. Anyway. Yeah, they both are good. But um, I've got there just won't run into material, and that's the thing. It's just like you set your you already set your tone that I'm the I'm doing jokes. Yeah. You know? And listen, there are times that, like, they just want the crowd work, which is definitely true. But, um, like I said, I don't, like... I'm not, my crowd work's not going to be better than Ken. Yeah. So I'm not gonna try to match that. That's I'm gonna try yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, I like that perspective on it. Um, and you're going. Tell us about where you where you're getting up next. Any shows that you want to give a shout out to, or any shows coming up that? I'll be on the road pretty much all December. When's this coming out? Uh, maybe tomorrow morning. Okay. Well, I'm in the I'm in the comedy loft in Washington D.C. August 29th, September 1st, and then I'm in. Newport News, Virginia, Kazi's, September 14th and 15th. And then I'm doing some Long Island gig on the 21st, and then I'll be in the Northwest the 26th through October 4th. I'll be in like Portland and, not Portland. I'll be in Oregon and Washington State. So you can just, my website's jamescomach.com, all the dates are up there. So I'll be traveling and um, you have to travel. Because, yeah. Because we, we I'm gonna start getting on the road now. You have to. It's yeah. so necessary. You just learn. First off, you learn about the world and like the people and like that. That perspective just makes you just wiser and smarter, especially when you're dealing with crowds. Yeah. Um, and then then you get to do longer sets and you know. Hopefully, make a little money. Right? Yeah, you make some money. So, I think it's very necessary. Do you book, or d- does your agent book all of your work for you, or do you book Not some all of your work? I book most of it myself. Yeah. I reach out. Well, it's the recommendation, or just I'll just cold call or cold email. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I just I spend hours doing that, and then whoever do will book me. Now I've got a little like, you know, I got I got a couple of places that work me. Oh okay. So now it's like a lot. Like at the beginning of the month, I usually send my avails to all the comedy clubs that have worked me already. And then so like I'll I'll like like oh, Kazi's okay. I'm going back for like the third time, third or fourth time. 
Um, and then um, all the other stuff, like DC's new, Washington, uh, Washington State's new, um, the Oregon stuff's new. But then, like, I'll, I'll, I'll get, like, a, a Yonkers Comedy Club or a Levity Live day and then, or something like upstate New York or Pennsylvania. That'd be like, you know, those like little rotation of clubs or stuff in New Jersey. That's great, man. Yeah. That's great. And then I got a couple of spots at the comic strip ones. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start getting on the road now. I'm putting all my effort into, into comedy these days. So. Yeah, you're definitely, I mean, those, if you have the means, look at this. You have, you have wet wipes. <laughs> you have 10, I don't have, I, I don't have, I don't have napkins. I, I just yeah. take napkins. Do you want to roll a wet, a wet wipes? No, I don't know what to do with this. That's, <laughs> that's a luxury. For, that's like that's like too luxurious for me. <laughs> wet wipes. I don't know what to do. I would. I have a bidet. Do. I would be scared that I would like like it so much that I would have to like then I would have to buy them myself. Oh uh, yeah. Because I literally I, I don't have, like I spilled something yesterday. Yeah. From my apartment, I didn't I didn't have any napkins. Oh man. I had to like take one of my my old towels and wipe it up. Yeah. Now I, I just stuff napkins in my backpack. <laughs> Fair enough. Right I yeah. have to, man. I fucking yeah. garbage. It's like, this is the life I have to live because I want to pursue this dream. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't work. I can't work and do comedy at the same time. It's yeah. impossible. Like that's why. That's yeah. so I live like an animal, and I'm not even. I, I don't even care, man. You know. I, I hear you. I, I wish mean, I cared more, but I, I don't. I don't care. Like it's important. No, that's a great thing. I mean, you got to do what you love in life, man. Otherwise. Really, what's the point? Yeah, do you like you like? I'm just looking like well, I live at the bare minimum in my apartment. I have a bed, I have a TV, which I don't even use. I have cable the landlord gave me. I have a I have a dresser that came with the place. Yeah. And then I brought in a, a fridge. Yeah. A hot plate, and then clothes. Yeah. I don't have like. You have a garbage can. I don't have a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. I just I have a, I have plastic bags to throw my garbage in. You have wet wipes, you have like a crock pot, <laughs> you have a stir. Man, I just sound pathetic now. No. You have snacks. Yeah, don't. It's not pathetic at all. They're, you know, they're, a dry erase board? Like, that's like, I don't ever think about getting a dry erase board. <laughs> hey, it's for comedy though. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like, like I feel like you were shopping or whatever for like, whatever, for the apartment, and you're like, oh, that, that would be a nice thing to have in case I want to write my. Notes. I'm like that. I would like my mom would be like, you should get that to write notes down. I'm like, no fucking way. There's no. I I can't. I can't afford it. It's just like I don't need that shit. I'd rather save that twenty five dollars. Um, so I could definitely make my rent. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's gonna be a problem though when um, if I do find someone to date. Like well, not necessarily. Man, you know? No, not necessarily. I, I think so, because girls want to be taken care of. At you know some what, point. though, it, it, it depends on the girl. Well, everyone, you, there's different ways of taking care of people, right? And everyone's oh. different in the needs that they have. Some people, and no one's completely independent, in my opinion, and, and I, I think that would be unhealthy if they were, because vulnerability is one of the reasons that people need each other in a lot of ways, right? Like whether it's friendships, relationships, like there's certain things where people compliment when you. In my, I mean, this girl that I've been hanging out with, I didn't think, I, I've been trying intentionally not to get a girlfriend, you know, but yeah. you just meet someone that certain things click in ways that you're not even looking for or, or aware that can click. Yeah. You're like, wow, this, this complements my life in this way. And you're like, 
it's smarter to keep that. You know what I mean? Like this helps. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, bringing it back to what you're saying is some girls are independent financially. Um, some girls don't need the financial security um, that you may yeah, they, think every girl. I know you're saying they, you know, they need um, emotional. Yeah, they, they need, need you or yeah, your, your you. humor. Like my my chick like was talking to her mom. This is this is gonna sound like I'm putting myself down. I think it's funny though. Yeah. She was talking to her mom when we first started dating, and she's like, I don't know what like she's like I do all these things for Mike, but I don't know what he does for me other than makes me laugh constantly, and makes me really happy. That's what she. That's what she means. Yeah. And and her mom's like, well, that sounds perfect. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. If if I make her I make her happy and I make her laugh that's that's what she gets out of the situation. That's what it, like you, yeah. um yeah they're they, you're totally right like girls don't need the financial not all girls need that financial some yeah they some just girls need do someone some to be there for them or they just need a they just sometimes they just need a man yeah know? exactly just need a guy like a fucking steed you know? yeah a guy to just even if something as simple as just protecting them yeah or you know just just making them laugh or making them feel like they're special. Yeah. That's so true, man. I don't know, but it's also for like we need we need that too. Like yeah. Said, she called me. I don't even know what I I, I like. I think my problem is like, cause uh, I mean we talked about this. Like I have no, like, I'm not faithful to anyone. You know, and I don't cheat on people. Cause I I don't do that. I don't get into relationships and then cheat on people. Yeah. I just like, I just like, I just don't want to get. I'm not. I I I just don't want to um waste anyone's time. So I never take any any relationship too far. Let me share this, and it's not. I hope this doesn't sound in any way like I'm being. Like, I I know I'm a couple years older than you, but I'm not yeah. like looking down when I say this. You're like, hey, you're. Let me be a big brother here. No. Um, it's just a matter of sharing my insight naturally yeah. as as that comes up. I felt the same way, dude. I, I think you and I have some similarities in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both kind of bro type comedians, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is more rare. It, it, it's a cool thing. It, it stands out. Um, but even with this chick now, again, who knows where it will go? Like, I'm happy with how it's going thus far, and she is too. Yeah. Um, but shit, I lost my train of thought. What What was the point that you said? I just, I just, I just, I just, um, I don't know what I need from uh, self for from like they were saying. I girls may need. They're looking like they may need. They may not need financial security. Yeah. They need some other type of need um, I don't know what my need would be and I don't think I well, don't, know, I don't know if I have one especially that because my whole my whole oh, thing is okay. yeah I remember the thought okay what is it um you were you were saying that uh what the fuck is wrong with my head <laughs> dude we <laughs> We, uh, it's all the fucking Molly. We, 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 we partied this weekend pretty hard, to be yeah. honest. You and your girlfriend did, not me. Yeah, yeah, me and my chick. Uh, it has to do with me being similar in my mindset. Oh, the faithful part. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I've, 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 I avoided uh, a relationship for, for so many reasons for a long time. I haven't been in what I would consider an exclusive relationship topped off, you know, like this is an official exclusive relationship. I haven't had that since college and it's been by choice. Yeah. There's been a few girls since that I've like spent more time with and I developed feelings for them, but we weren't, we never like, I never had the conversation with them like, Hey, you better not be hooking up with other dudes. Cause I'm not hoping hooking up with other chicks. Yeah. Right. But with this girl, I found myself at one point thinking like, Oh, I want to have sex with every woman in the world. Right. <laughs> People on this podcast are going, what the hell? You know? Like, yeah. Uh, that's that's a metaphor, right? You don't want to have sex with every single person in the world, but you know, you as a guy, you want to have sex with 
almost as many as many girls. Yeah, it just yeah. it's like a a mental yeah. whatever. Yeah. And when I meet this chick, it's it's weird how it happens. Is I started to feel, I started feeling these feelings, right? And she started feeling them too, and it pissed both of us off as individuals. I'm like, fuck, what what are these feelings? I I can't afford to have these feelings. Fuck these feelings, yeah. you know. And and we talked about it, and she's like, I hate it. I'm I'm having the same thing. <laughs> she's oh, like, right. she's like, I don't like this. You're not even my type, you know. Like yeah. she's like, this is this can't be happening. And we're like, I know. Let's just keep. But well, you don't want to fuck everyone. Yeah, I started I started like getting to the point where I was like, you know what, like. I kept on saying, well, let's just keep this thing open, you know, or we're, we're in an open relationship or we're casual, yeah. right? we're friends with benefits, whatever. But then I out. just, I started thinking like, I don't like the idea of this chick hooking up with other dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, like, damn yeah. it. Of course I felt that way. I felt yeah. that way before. But like, um, I guess, I guess I said before, like, yeah, that happens like so like little where I, most, most I, I meet girls and like I, whether it's I'm not I'm not really attracted to them or it's like I'm not attracted to their personality like it's just like it's very rare that I feel that way about someone you know stuff happens man you never know yeah maybe it'll be five years maybe it'll be five days five months I think it'll happen at some point well a lot of times it does happen and but then it's not reciprocated you know that's 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 something that, that that's something I uh I mean that maybe that's why like I um I don't um I don't really like taking anything far because anytime most times I feel that type of way towards a girl they never like me back yeah and it's tough because I never pick anyone you know and then um what do you mean you never pick anyone look I don't like I don't feel this way I don't feel that way about most girls you know yeah and there are a lot of, I mean well that was something that, sorry I don't mean to cut you no there's just there's like. It's just, it's just like one of those, like, it's just one of those, like, pride things. And then, um, you know, when, sometimes you just, when you just kind of have to look defeat. Well, you, guys, you're just it, like, you, are you saying you don't put yourself out there when you do have feelings for someone? No, like, I do. The pride? I do, but most times when I do, it, they, it's for some reason they just don't like me back. This was something, this could even tie back to your high school thing. Before I had experienced women in my latter years, I'd say college and beyond. Yeah. I could never figure out why the girls I had crushes on growing up always were the ones that didn't seem to like me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're in school, I think, I assume that it happens to everybody, but, you know, you get that crush on that one chick, and it seems like the other girls are kind of available. I'm not going to, like, be cocky and say you can get any chick, but it feels like a lot of girls seem to be available for you, but it's always that one that you like that's yeah. the one that's elusive. I think it's because if you, if you start showing a specific someone attention, then they're naturally going to be like, unless they already like you or dig you, they're like, well, I know I can get him, so... Yeah, it's a, that's, it's a that, surface that has, level challenge. It's, yeah. the, it's not the deeper level. It's I like have a joke same. about it where it's like, I'm, I'm better off when I'm talking to like three girls because I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't show as much attention to each individual girl and then it gets them more yeah it gets them more like, I'm more mysterious and I'm like I'm cooler but then if I really like one chick like there was actually a girl I liked like recently and it had, I had those thoughts where like I don't want to talk to any other girls I just want to talk to her I just want to you know I want to I want to work I want to I want to I want to protect her I want to be with her yeah so I was all focused on her, and then I had like dropped all everyone else I was talking to, and then did you drop them 
I didn't drop them like, hey, fuck off. Well, no, I didn't mean, I, I know you didn't yeah. do it that way, but when you say you dropped them, did you talk to the girl first before you did that, as in, hey, I, uh, I'm liking you, I want to take things to the next level, or did you just kind of do it on your own because you felt like it was the right thing? Well, here's the thing, like, and then I'm still learning about this, especially when it comes to, like, actually taking someone seriously. <laughs> you just got to be upfront with your feelings, man. I was never really upfront with her. I was more like, I would show it and said, like, <laughs> I would take her out and, like, make, like, like, plan, like, really plan, like, things, like, I took her, um, I went there, well, we, we, we spent the whole day together, we went to a museum, we went to the zoo, I took her to a play, and that's, like, oh, that's all stuff where, like, if you really like someone, you'll plan it out. Yeah. But I never really was, like, I like you a lot, like, I, I was just, I guess I just assumed that if I did this, like, that's just show it. show it? But you have to kind of, you still have to say it, you know? Yeah. So. I think it's good to say it. Yeah, I think you have to though. I think you just have to kind of be blo- like, cause, 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 there's no more. The mind games are stupid. Oh yeah. You know? and when you get older, people don't yeah, know. People yeah, don't know what you're thinking. So I think if I just told her, um, it would have been a lot better. And then I think, um, I really liked her, so I, I just kind of put, I just kind of made her my priority. All the other girls I was talking to, it was funny because like, I would feel like I was making progress. Then I would drop all the girls, and then when I felt like things weren't going well. I would just fuck. You gotta the put the girls, yeah. You gotta put the uh, the lines out there to hedge your risks. You right? know what's sad? <laughs> like, it's so true. Like if you like someone, you can fuck as many other girls as you. It never helps. Yeah. Like you know what? It, it helps. It's kind of going back to that heartbreak discussion we had on your podcast. You know, like trying to get over a heartbreak. Oh, it never works. It you know it does temporarily, for a couple days, maybe a day or two. You fuck someone, and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll fuck. I can fuck anyone. I'm a fucking, I'm awesome. But then, it's not about, it's not about the sex, you know? It's not about being the coolest guy. It's about just, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to just wanting that person. And if you can't get that person, then um, none of it matters, you know? Well, I talked to a girl once. It's funny that we're having this conversation about relationships. So funny. Ha 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 ha! I talked to this chick a long time ago, because I had a hard time getting over both of my yeah you gotta do some exes I mean some breakups yeah Yeah, and uh, one chick was like have you ever just like sat with it have you ever just acknowledged the loss right because you go off on these rampages potentially when you get your heart broken and you you try to like mask the pain somehow by by doing whatever it is some people resort to drugs I just work what I do is I work I just fill my day up with stuff and I fuck other chicks and then (laughs) no but there are times where like you do you just I know what you're doing, like, you just sit there, and then you're just like, um, it's almost like one of those, like, un- like why is life so unfair moments, where you're just like, yeah. uh, well, this, this person is, uh, wants nothing to do with me, I think and that's just how it is, and I'm gonna have to live with that. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly what I'm saying, is, like, that was kind of this girl's advice to me, which was, you need to acknowledge the loss, yeah. and kind of, almost... Like give it a funeral, not that you have to do something for that, but kind of give the relationship a funeral in a way as if, as if it. You, you have to acknowledge, accept that that's happened, and and yearn for it, do whatever you need to grieve, have that grieving like period of time. Yeah. But then just accept it and then move forward, right? Yeah, like. Yeah, it's very difficult, right? right? Yeah. But but at least being aware of that, I think, is a, is a healthy thing. Right? Well, I'm I'm so lucky that I'm happy that I have stand up. You know? Yeah. That's my always my number one. So, it's, for sure, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot. I remember when I, 
Well, this girl I'm talking about, I wasn't even dating her. I just really liked her. But the girl, the last relationship I was in when we broke up, that was tough. And I had nothing going. I had no stand-up. I was just some, you know, frat douche. So I just drank <laughs> all the time. And that definitely didn't fucking help, man. Well, it did, I guess. Because you go out and you have a good time. So it did help, the drinking. But um, it's not healthy. Yeah. And then I was a mess. Then when you're drinking, it's just not because you're getting fucked up and then you're developing these problems. And yeah, true. You're, you're causing trouble. You get arrested. You lose stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Just, you lose stuff. I love how you said that one after getting arrested. <laughs> okay. Like it's more important. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you trip, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes you make you make take a shot and then you make a face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just get less and less. Sometimes you uh, your esophagus your esophagus burns. Sometimes you have to tip the bartender. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, stand up is such a it's a way healthier way of. Yeah. I, got jo- I got jokes. I got jokes and jokes out of it. And, yeah, and, um, it's there. It's therapeutic. Yeah, you know, comedy is writing. Yeah. But I, I, I almost like embrace that fucking um, helpless romantic. Not even helpless romantic, but that like that that bad boy that got fucking crushed kind of thing. Well, yeah. So, like now I'm just fucking. Now I'm just going out and you know seeing as many girls as I, I can, because one just one girl that uh that broke my heart type of thing. Yeah. I like that. I think it's a it's a badass thing. It's pathetic. <laughs> that was me for a while. Yeah, it's, it's pathetic because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's not pathetic though. I think that no, there's a time not, for it. You yeah. know, it's it's cool. I, I think everyone, if they can have that experience at some point in life, like I think it's a, a a great thing to be able to experience. Right, you get to know yourself in a different way. You explore a different side of yourself, and it's fun. Well, I know like, something I'm learning is just, I just know what makes me attractive. That's you know, good. I know what I know what girls like and what like for me, just what works for me. Um, so that's something, you know. But um, like I said, at the end of the day, if you're going if you're going through a breakup or, you know, what whatever grieving period it is, nothing. There's nothing that'll make you happy. Yeah. Besides, you just have being to, with that person. Um, you just have to deal with it for X period of time. It hurts like a motherfucker. But then you get over it. Like, you know, like I'm over my ex, totally. Yeah. I would never get back with her. She has no chance. And then, um, it just takes a while to get that. But during, but during that period, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'll just get to that. Once you get to that point, then it'd be like it never happens almost. Yeah. It's crazy. You learn all these, you, you learn a lot through through relationships and being single as well. There's a cycle to the whole thing, in my opinion. I kind of want to be in a relationship just because I haven't been in one for yeah. a long time. Just to, just to know what that's like. And to, then what, how I can learn how to, to learn how to like hold on, keep a long-term relationship. Yeah. Because I don't know, I, like I said, like, I don't know, I don't know shit, you know? Yeah. I'll be that. honest, I'm relearning some things and I'm also growing as a person in ways that I didn't expect. And I'm What's like, something, like, give me some examples of things you're learning, like how to hold up. Like you, you were with this girl for like five days? The last, row, right? last five days. How the fuck, like, I can't even... I wake up with the girl, I'm just like, you gotta get the fuck out. Like, I, I, I can't... I need <laughs> the thing is, is I, I don't want her to leave. We're pathetic. It's hilarious. We, like... We're, like... There's no part of you Like, if there was like, anybody... Like, I go my day now? <laughs> like, if someone was watching us, like, laying in bed, they'd be like, this makes me want to throw up their... These two lovebirds are so like. She's in bed all day. Yeah, it's just you like. Don't leave. Like if she rolls over, I'm like, no, turn back this way. And if I turn over, she's like, yeah. no, face me. You know what I mean? It's like. That's but that's, that's just gonna be. That's just gonna come. 
But what's something like? What's something more like that I've learned? To keep our interests, or oh. whatever, just to keep things like. Well, one of the fun, you know. The thing is, is I'd say I never tried with this girl to like. That's one of the things is it's a fit because I never like, I never like tried to like present myself as some facade to her. Yeah. So she she's always known me for me, mm-hmm. right? So I've never had to like be a magician with her and like. Like just totally yourself. Yeah, there's no act that I have to keep up. Yeah. So like, all the things that I'm experiencing, I've articulated to her. I've been open, so I feel free, right? And it doesn't. I feel like I don't need to impress her. She, she likes me for me, so I don't have to keep on doing things to keep her interest. I mean, uh, maybe that'll change because it's still new. Uh-huh. Um, I I hope we're both. I mean, she's worried that I'll lose my interest in her, right? Yeah. Um. But I, I think you can't you can't operate that way. We're just burning the candle at both ends, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know? Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I've already had my heart destroyed. She's had her heart destroyed before. Yeah. Um. So fuck it. You know. I mean, it's kind of like let's let's ride the wave. You know. Absolutely. Um. I don't know if that answers your question. I know you said like, what are some things that I've learned? Um. It's forced me to be cleaner, like clean up my life in a lot oh, of ways. Oh, well, no, like, uh, just, I've, I've cleaned up my apartment a bunch and just kind of got... Well, of course, just didn't, because you have a cold yeah, over, so you want yeah. to do something Yeah, so, you know, it, it's helped me kind of, the, the areas that make sense for me to get my shit together, it motivates me in those ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, if she comments on something, I don't feel like she's being nitpicky. I can tell, there's a difference between being nitpicky and just kind of being real, like, hey, this is something that can be optimized in your life. Like I agree. From a mature perspective, now if it gets to a certain point where it's like, yo, you need to take it back a notch, I'll I'll, I'll articulate that. But you see, that's that's something like I don't know. That's gonna be something that's tough for me to kind of learn how to, like do like just having someone by your side and someone trying to help you. Yeah. Like I think this would be nicer here, or like I think this you should do this. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm such a lone dog. Yeah. You know, like everything I've been doing is just like myself like I help myself like with my career you know what I mean like yeah. no, no one taught me like this is how to write a joke no one was like you should email these people no one was like you should, this is how it's done I just figured everything out on my own so to have someone that's like even with someone with their best interests my best interest in their mind like a, like a girl who like really cares and wants to see me do it I had to, like that would be that would be like a challenge for me just to like, accept that to accept it because yeah. I'm so used to just doing everything by myself you know well I hear you and you don't the cool thing is you get to do whatever you want, you know? Like, if, if there's a girl that comes along that is willing to offer in those ways and it feels right, you get to choose whether or not to accept it, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, for me, I, I accepted it with this girl. She, like, she, like, listens to my shit. She'll, like, she'll, like, go check out my stuff online sometimes and then just come back with notes. You That's know? right. I'm, like, I, I'm all ears. Like, it doesn't mean I'm going to take uh, every piece of advice, but, like, if she, she brings new ideas to me. I know it sounds weird, and I, I'm not putting her down in any way when I say this, but, like, it's almost like if I'm CEO... I'm kind of CEO of my comedy thing, mm-hmm. and it's like there's somebody out there that's, like... E- even if there's, like, no financial thing in return, it's like there's yeah, someone all, wanting to, like, help the company. We all you know need, like, like, an it feels assistant like, or, you know, yeah. a vice president or something. Yeah. You know, we just need... We all need, like, someone else, like, another... Someone else looking out for us, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. And that's definitely something, like... That's definitely kind of emptiness I have, you know? And, um, 
Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like that's something like uh, I want to experience. But when the time is right, it'll happen without whether you try or not. Whether you try to avoid it, it doesn't matter what I'm you not do. Avoiding it, it's just like yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I, I meet, I meet. You know, I, I, I date, and like, there's no one that like, like, there's no good click for me. Yeah. You know. Like I mean, my my hypothesis is that no matter what, when the time is right, somehow it just happens. It's weird, man. Of course, yeah. I don't even know, like my the the the, the last girlfriend I had. I don't even know if that was like a click. I think I just like I think we were just fucking and we just decided to get in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't that like a click, you know, like the first girl I I, I was in a relationship with, like. There was there was a click, you know, like there wasn't that like instant attraction. There was that like we had to get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I thought she was. It's one of those like, and she's pretty, you know, and she probably thought like, oh, he's you know, he's he's handsome. And then, but that was it, you know. And then when we got to know each other, I'm like, she's pretty cool, and she's pretty cool, and you're like, he's funny. And then, and then we just were like, then we just like. Found out like they you know when you find out like, you like each other, there's that moment like she likes me really. Oh, yeah. Shit, I like it <laughs> it's not like it's not like world the world just like changes everything just changes yeah. colors you know. <laughs> and then like there's no fucking way. And then yeah. you you take you you ask her out she says yes and then you go out you kiss I'm like why is everything just lining up fucking perfectly this yeah. is fucking this never happens like this. Yeah. And that's 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 when it clicks like the girl the the first the the, the last girlfriend I had was like. I just fucked her. I, I just fucked her like the first night, and then we just kept dating. And it wasn't special, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I probably that's probably why it didn't last. Who knows, man? But that click, like that lucky click or that special click, man, I haven't felt that in so long. I hear that, man. Well, um, random. We can change the subject yeah, too. This is what we talked about on my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. We're kind of extending it, so yeah. we're not re. Even though we're really, 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 this on my own, my own show. You would? Probably, what? yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tell me about your background. One of the first things that I saw, when I, when I saw your act for the first time, actually, it was, and this is a long time ago, I know you've yeah. done a bunch of new stuff, but I liked, you know, you, you did the visual joke, you talked about your race, which is something I've kind of been experimenting with myself. Yeah, you're Japanese, right? Well, my mom's half Filipino. Filipino, right. You're... Chinese? I'm Chinese, yeah. Yeah, so you're like half Chinese, half white? Half Puerto Rican. Half Chinese, half Puerto Rican? Yeah. So I remember you kind of opened with that, which was cool. Um, I added a new line to mine recently. I said, guys, I'm a, I'm a quarter... F- My mom's from the Philippines. She's half Filipino. I know looking at me, you can't tell that I'm part Asian, but that's just because it's all from the waist down. You know? Okay, yeah. You know, it's a little... It's an easy... It's cute, yeah. It's an easy joke, but it's also kind of... It, it explains the situation in a funny way. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. Um, yeah, um, but uh, but it leads to more, right? That's not the entire. Of course, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, what was it like? Uh, is your mom from China or? My mom, my mom's from Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, she she came here for school, for college. How long ago? Yeah, my mom. Uh, my mom came to the U.S. I guess from the Philippines when she was like nineteen or something. Yeah. Um, you know, she. she you, know. you said your dad is a, a was a was a soldier. Oh. Or, no. Or just, or just a guy in the 
Philippines, a white guy in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad's uh, from Utah. <laughs> my my dad is. Uh, okay. So oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. <laughs> But, but no, uh, my, yeah, so my mom's ta- Chinese, and then she came here, and then met my dad in school. My dad was her teacher for uh, a year, and then they started dating. Really? Yeah, they wow. started dating after uh, she, uh, she finished her class. Yeah, that's, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you have any brothers or sisters? No, I'm only child. Same here. Yeah. Same with my chick, dude. And sometimes, sometimes that can click too. Only right? child, yeah, because yeah, the only child is generally like lonely people, or just like you know, not as uh, codependent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, a lot of times they're like, it's you know, you see some entertainers and things like that become that we're only children. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're kind of like they learn to entertain themselves or whatever. Yeah, uh, they like attention or they're used to getting attention. Um, well, you see, yeah, entertaining yourself is, is definitely one. Or like, you know, like that's why I like I like that's why I like being by myself. You know. Yeah. And I like I like company. Obviously, most people, normal people do, but like, like um, sometimes I just want to go home at night by myself and just I know I can like I have my you know shows or whatever, and then I know I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to be, man. You're independent, you know. Yeah, but yeah. It's always, you know, you always want someone. Well, you got any leads, man? You got any, uh, are there any chicks that you're currently either talking to or somebody that's like a potential option that you, no. nothing? No, like I guess said there was a girl, um, a couple months ago that, like, um, she didn't like me. And then, uh, I was just like, all right, so I'll just go back to my life of, uh, just, you know, fucking around. Yeah. So... When I, was I took her out a month ago and then I asked her I just yeah, I asked, I asked her how she felt and she was like I'm not really interested really? so that, since then I've, I've, I've slept with like four girls and then um, I don't care about any of them any girl that hurt, hears you on this podcast is going to be like what? yeah I don't care you know why I don't, I don't give a shit because there's plenty of fish in the sea like, it's the most truest thing it's like I'm just being myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just being you myself. shouldn't have to not be yourself. I'm just right. being myself. Yeah. None of these girls, like, if they go, fuck you, like, I'm done, this is not going to affect my life, yeah. you know? Unless you book fucking Conan or something. But, or you run the, the comedy club, then in that case, I love you. But, <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't fucking matter to me. Plus, if I do, like, like I don't like them, like I just said. So, if they go, I hate you, I'm like, I don't even like them anyways. Yeah. And I'll just go, I'll just go find someone else. I have no problem getting lean that's like that's not a big deal to me so I'll say whatever and I know I sound like a piece of shit right now but well no I I, I don't think there's anything and but I just got fucking uh, I just put myself out there to someone and she told me to go fuck myself so obviously I'm gonna have a little like a little right let me just yeah like I said the line for me on what I I think everyone should you know pursue the things that they want right mm-hmm. no matter what that is the line for me is just whether it's being deceptive or like in a manipulative or, or using way. You know, if you're honest with girls, then frankly, there's nothing. In my opinion, you're not doing anything wrong. No, I'm told like I'm not looking for something. I'm not looking yeah. for anything serious. I'll I mean, tell them. Yeah, I remember we talked about that too. You know, so I feel like that's 
you know. Actually, I'll be honest. There is someone I'm talking to now, um, who's very cute, who I I think who I'm very attracted to, and I haven't met her yet. We're gonna meet soon, and depending on how me goes, like, um, we'll see. Yeah. You know, she's cool. She's on, she's from on, Jersey. Online. Yeah, we met on we met on a dating app, and she's cool. We have a lot of things in common. She's very cute, and um, um, she's my she's more my type, so. Um, I mean, I'm definitely more interested. Yeah. But, um, no, there's no, I don't mean prospects, as you put it. <laughs> no prospects. Yeah. That's what, that's a question a, a girl asked me. Actually, an ex-girlfriend asked me that. Did, 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 your, did your girlfriend now ask you, like, do you, so do you just fuck, how many girls do you fuck? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, she, you she must did. fuck so many girls at the shows, right? <laughs> Well, I think that's one of the things. She seems pretty secure. Like, the thing is, she trusts me. She knows that I have the ability to just, like, snap my fingers and, like, you know, like, you know, drop panties. But <laughs> but, but she trusts me. Like, snap my fingers and drop You know, like, she trusts me, though. She knows that I yeah, take trust. advantage of that okay, yeah. potential, you know. Um, and the truth is, is I, I don't. I don't have those intentions. And kind of like going back to that point we had earlier, it's like, I've had enough fun to you know to where right now I don't know how I feel six months from now or a year from now or ten years from now but right now I don't care about other chicks mm. you know will that last I mean only time will tell but right now yeah. I'm, I'm good dude I, I can't even I, don't I can't even imagine say. what that feels like no it's like I've never been I've been in a year long relationship and I would say in the beginning I wanted to fuck other girls and at the end of the relationship I didn't want to fuck anyone else it's um, weird how that happened that's how I, that's how it happened that was one year. That's not. That's not long, man. Uh, long term, it, it probably goes through waves, you know, where you don't want to fuck anyone, and then you do want to fuck people, and then maybe you and the girl go on vacations and every time, and like, yeah, I'll never fuck her. She's the one. Yeah. And then something happens, and then you get into an argument. Or yeah. Something, something happens, and you're like, oh man, I want to get back out there. But I don't know. So yeah. I, really, I like I said, I know nothing about relationships. I've never really been in like a serious good one you know yeah yeah well I'm learning some of those things myself right mm-hmm. and I don't have the answers to those questions either I don't know how married people feel throughout their tenure but most people th- when you talk married couples all they say is it's fucking hard work <laughs> they say it's hard work like it's a fucking like it's like lugging a fucking piano up a hill yeah well, that that's how they make it sound like which is like cheap. but then they always go like but it's worth it like I think so. I think it's one of those deals where it could be, if you marry the wrong person, it could be the worst. I feel like it could be like the worst experience yeah. ever. They but if you marry money, the, dude, like it's crazy. If you marry the right person, aka just the person that you truly love and hopefully it's mutual. I did, I did a show the other night and then I was hosting and there was all young people and I looked to my left, there's this old couple that retired, they're still throwing out drinking on a Friday night. All yeah. these young people are. Yeah. They're like holding hands. I'm like, that, they, 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 they did something right. Yeah. That's good right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The fact that they're still like going out, getting yeah. drinks, touching, and they're yeah. fucking retired, we're probably like in their six seventies, man. Yeah. That was that that was beautiful to say. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's cool to recognize that too. Some people oh, yeah. just gloss it's, right it's, over that and not even notice it or, or kinda no, like that's, you, that's that's when you see when I saw that, like that's that's I, I want that. Yeah. You know, I want that's that. Awesome, man. Yeah, I want that at some point. That's cool. I I'm confident it'll happen then. I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, I mean, you look at most people in the world, it happens. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I'm sure it will happen, but 
like for now, like now it's just my career is number one, and then um, that's it. And there's really not much else that that, that, that goes on. Yeah, life. well, we could talk about that for a second too. Like going back to the comedy. So, how do you feel the the journey is going? What do you find to be challenging for you right now? Like, what do you, what what do you do? Like, what are the biggest challenges that you're facing to get where you want to go next in your career? I guess. You well, I think the, the biggest challenge is getting booked obviously and getting work but I mean as, as, as a annoying and tedious and like so many politics go into that like it's it's not easy to get booked man yeah but I agree I, and I, and I tell a lot of people this and it's very true like every day I've been doing comedy for four years now I still wake up I still get so excited to go on stage every day like it's awesome. like, like a fucking little baby like I'm still Maybe even more thrilled and more excited and to to do it than the first day I started. Huh. I'm still passionate about it. I still I still want as many spots as possible. Every night I go out like I want to try this new joke. I want this to work. I want my act to get better. I want to be funny. It, that 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 energy and that has never died with me. It's always it's still there. It's still so strong to this day. And it gets it's it's it's, it's like. I look forward to, to working in D.C. this weekend. I'm like, I get to feature, I get to do a half hour, and, and it's going to be, you know, hopefully sold out shows, but it's going to be on the road in D.C. It's just going to be so much fun, man. I'm going to I'm gonna do what I love. I'm going to work on my act, and then I'm going to meet people. I'm going to work with people. I'm going to network. Like, it's, this is all I've ever wanted to do. That's awesome, man. And, and, like, that's the main, like, that's the thing that keeps me going. Like, I don't do it because for the money or for, like, um, the notoriety I do it because I generally like like love doing it you know same here it fucking is, it's exciting so as long as I am getting booked um, my, I'm perfectly happy man you know and awesome. I have a pretty nice calendar and, and like, I always go like oh, I wish I had more and it's not like I wish I had more because oh I want more money or oh man I want yeah. people to think I'm cool it's more because like I want the work I want to travel more and I want to um, keep building up right yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way I feel the same way. Um, are you good on time? Yeah. No, I just like it. Yeah. The group chat. So just like. Um, no, I, I, I feel the same way. I'm and like I said, I'm trend. You know, I've recently transitioned to put a hundred percent of my effort into uh, entertainment. That's how it's got to be. You, you can't work day. You can't work a day job and do stand up. People do it. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. They, they work nine to five and then do stand up at night. I don't think. Well, they they do it, but they don't get good as quick, you know. Yeah. Four years, I've got I, like I've gone like, I shouldn't be featuring four years in, you know. Like I shouldn't be doing all this stuff, but it's because I have forty. I put forty hours a week into it. Yeah. As opposed to everyone else, I put twenty hours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's cool, man. If you gotta you gotta go all in in order to make it fly. So I, that's how I feel about anything, really. Yeah. Um, and I I my 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 honest opinion is like I know a lot of people that have day jobs and if you have a day job and you do comedy I don't say I don't fully re- I don't respect you but there's a part of me that's just like that person's not totally committed to it you know because I just feel like with the, with the, with the full time jobs they just want they want the security but they, they have they like nice things you know I'm not saying it's not okay to like nice things but they want to have like that bigger apartment they want to have all this shit because they're accustomed to that lifestyle, you know? And I get it, you don't want to look like an asshole. Like, I, look, I look cockroaches, you know? 
I get it. <laughs> I have to sometimes I share a bathroom, so I'm gonna have to fucking wait to take a shit, you know? Yeah. But it's like <laughs> but then I have but then I can put all my time into stand up. Yeah. If you really wanna get good at it, you have to make those sacrifices and yeah. when you have a day job, like a lot of these people like you can get a place for a grand in fucking Kips Bay, you know? Yeah. Which is not that crazy. It's not gonna be that shitty. Um, but it's not gonna be like you're not gonna have a like this kind of apartment, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, to me, it's just like, you, you, you know, the guys I talk to, and like, I like to model my, my approach to the guys that um, started out, like, in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s, people that only did stand-up. That was their whole life. Like, they couldn't, they literally couldn't do any other job. And they lived like fucking, they lived like animals. And their whole life was stand-up. They did spots every night. They went on the road. And they just grinded it out. That's how I try to model my uh, my approach. That's cool, man. Do you know any anyone in particular? Any names that we? Just literally anyone who started doing comedies comedy before like two thousand and ten. The whole like, like they just like and it was cheaper to live in New York City. It was more dangerous, but it was cheaper to live in New York City. Like you could live in the West Village for like four hundred bucks a month. Wow. You know, I remember. Oh, I that's think crazy. I think um, Bill Burr lived in the Upper East Side. He paid like he was paying like four hundred a month, and then he was living with like Bobby Kelly. There was they had one bedroom that they, they split with a curtain. Yeah. He was eating fucking uh, bread and, and, and pasta off a cardboard box. <laughs> but he just wanted to do stand up full time. Yeah. Jim Florentine and, and Jim Norton. Jim Florentine, his girlfriend, Jim Norton, lived for like two hundred fifty bucks a month in some place in like Jersey City. Yeah. And it had like mole on the fucking wall. It was a piece of shit uh, apartment. Like it was three people living there. And it was like meant for like one person, and then they was just but they they could make their money. They could make a they could pay their rent by just fucking doing stand up. That's all they did. You know. That's awesome, man. Well, it's not awesome. But it's not, well, it's the it's, dream. It, the it, it, the it love for it is awesome. It, that's, yeah, like I'm a I'm a uh, art. I'm a starving artist, crazy artist, whatever. You know, I'm really in the sacrifice of that. Yeah. You know, dude. Well, like I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like. These I've not these jeans I've worn these jeans every day this whole week. That fucking holes in my socks. You know this shirt. This is a shirt I got from my my college um, improv troupe. Yeah. Well, you know what I. Um, one thing I'll say is. Tr- the one piece of if if I had a son that was like I want to pursue stand up dad if he told me that yeah later in life I I would be like. Don't sacrifice your health, though. It, do as much as you can. I don't. I don't know how you're. So I'm not giving you advice, but yeah. what I would say is that's the one thing that you can't get back. Your health. Try to eat as good yeah, as you mom, can. My mom. My mom says that too. Actually, yeah. she said that the last time. She's like, please eat. Yeah, <laughs> she literally like, said that. She's, and try to eat healthy eat, too. I'll pay for you. I'll give you money to eat. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just keep telling her like, I'll, I'll be fine. Like I'll eat nachos yeah. at the comedy club. Like I have like some food in the apartment. Like I have like um. It's just like cold cuts and like chicken, yeah. and I just make that. Like I this morning I had eggs. The eggs are so cheap. Yeah, yeah. So I have eggs and uh, and ham. Yeah. So I have food. I have protein thing. Yeah. I just I, I do a lot of meal replacements with the protein. Yeah. But um no I'm so like I'm so hungry. Like I came in here and I was just like. Sorry. I didn't want to ask for food. Yeah, yeah. But, like when you I was like you have to have I know just look at this place there's snacks here. <laughs> so are you I, good right now? I don't have much. No now I'm fine. Okay. Now. okay. But no dude like um. Like I said, man, like, um, I, uh, you're right, because, because, because I don't have health insurance, and then if I get fucking sick, I'm fucked, 
you know, so I, I have to, um, I would just say that I look good. Yeah. Physically I look good, but like, I don't know, there might be, I'm, uh, if I don't eat, yeah, I, I, something, it could lead to something, you know? but it's like, I'm not, I'm not starving, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I yeah. Always, like, I, 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 like, I, um, I eat, but it's, it's definitely not, what mo- it's less than less than most people, yeah. you know? I think less is fine, it's, for me, I'm not a dietitian, but I played sports for so long that, yeah. like, diet's a huge part of, of, you know, uh-huh. of health and, and athleticism, um, so, you know, I, I think that uh, you could look at it as, you know, any anytime you're eating, whether it's healthy or whatever, you're investing in yourself, right? You're investing in your comedy career, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by eating healthy. Yeah. Well, um, it's funny because I'm not eating a lot, but, like, I mean, I mean, like, my body's, like, in great shape. Good. Like, I'm ripped and everything, and it's almost funny. It's just, like, it's almost being, I think everyone has this joke now, but, like, oh, like, my diet is poverty, you know, it's literally <laughs> my diet, you know, but like, I do work out, I run, I, I have my, um, I have free gym membership, yeah, that's awesome, man. so, I, uh, I still work out, and like, that's part, but thing, thing, that's part of, um, show, but that's part of working to me, is keeping in shape, yeah, because I have to look good for my auditions, I have to look good yeah. on stage, I don't give a fuck what anyone says, if you're fat, it's, you'll be funnier, not, like, who, but then you're not castable, you know, unless you're a fat, goofy fuck, you know, if you're just like out of shape, you're not castable. You're ugly. Yeah. You could I, you can be fat. You can be like ra- like Ralphie Mae fat or Kevin James fat, where he's like adorable. Yeah. Or you have to look like you know fucking um, you know you have to be ripped like fucking Ryan Reynolds. There's no other fucking. There's no in between. You know, yeah. you can't just have a beer gut and a fucking <laughs> stubble. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Uh, and and uh, I I really respect the hustle and the grind. I definitely relate to it. The sacrifices. So. When I say these things, I, I hope it doesn't sound in any way like I'm being condescending or anything like no, that. Because I promise I'm, it's out of. It's like, not. I'm totally aware. Yeah. Of like, I'm totally aware of that. And that's why I don't like. Like that's why I don't. I don't get mad when. Um. You know, when I, when I, have, when I have a girl over and she looks at my she she sees my place and she's like, "What the fuck?" You know, like, yeah. And it's just like, this is what I gotta do. You yeah. know. If I came here, if I came, if I moved to New York, get laid, then, then I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know. Yeah. I came here to, to pursue comedy, and I tell my parents that my mom, my mom wants me already to get a new apartment. She's like, get something with a bathroom. I'm like, that's like fucking like, that's like actually like if I had a, like a regular job that I could do that, you know. Yeah. I can't do that. Like I just want to do comedy. That's yeah. all I give a shit about. Well, that's awesome, man, and that's what it takes to, in my in my opinion, make it. Um, you know, for me, I mean, I've been doing stand-up for 12 years now, believe it or wow. not, and I've had my foot like consistently? In, or, or, like... There was, I mean, there was a, a few times where I took, you know... There was one time place. when I moved to New... After my comic strip audition the first time, I quit comedy, because I, I didn't get in. How long was <laughs> I was this? like, fuck this shit. Oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what, like, this motherfucker, like... I'll be know, honest, man, like, I passed that audition, so I have no idea what it feels like, yeah. but I'm pretty sure if I failed that, I would have been pretty bummed out. Like, yeah. Because like, that's a big... The comics, it's it's the late night, you know. It's yeah. the original late night. It's the comic strip. Like that's like for every open mic comics, this is an open audition. That's that's the little light. Yeah. That's, that's the next step. Yeah. And it's almost like you're being like granted into the next level. Like I, I always, if you get past the late night at the strip, I guess even New York now, but in New York they take people who kind of already know what they're doing. The strip really is like a. I think you have to get an audition yeah. for New York Comic Club. 
you have to get it. Like, the strip is an open audition. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, when you pass for late night at the strip, you have you have taken the next step. Yeah. And it's not a big step. It's a really, it's actually a really small step. But <laughs> it's still a step to, like, something. You know, yeah. In a club, you know? It's a, absolutely. It's like, um, it's a merit badge, man. It's yeah. a legit merit badge, mm-hmm. right? And it has credibility too it makes it easier to get into other clubs sometimes or at least it gives you like a bargaining chip it shows some type of credibility well it's it's not going to help you get into other clubs but it's definitely going to make people listen respectful or at least yeah they're yeah. kind of like alright I wonder what it a is a little envious at least because you know, there are a lot of people that don't get passed and then they're like fuck that place forever and there's some comedians that have been extremely successful that also didn't get passed at the comic strip there are right? comedians like, that work there now that didn't get passed for late night yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not like the telltale of, it's not like if you don't get passed, you're not going to be successful, no. but it is great if you get passed, so congratulations, even though it's been a while, that is a, that is a legit accomplishment. Yeah, I barely um, made it, I wasn't ready to put it past, but it, it's not about, he look, he's looking for people that could potentially be famous, be TV stars, he's looking for TV talent, he's not looking for fucking, he's looking for funny and, t- and, and like TV, TV, yeah. TV. so. Um. I, I've auditioned there twice. The last time that I did it, you'll get if you keep going. The fourth time you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't get in the fourth time, then you definitely quit. Stop you remember, trying there. You'll remember. But I also tell people too, like if you don't get in at the right time, there's almost no point. Because if you get in for late night and you're already doing comedy for whatever, four, five, let's say eight, seven years, you have other shit going on. You can't yeah. even afford to go there every night. Oh yeah. And wait I, around. I was able to do that because when I got in, I was an open micer. Yeah. So that was like the best thing I had going on. Yeah. So I was there every single night. And only by being there every single night for a year, for a couple of years is, is, is will he'll like re- remember you and then you can get past, you know? I was Wait, like, you were you were there, I thought you were there every night after you got past. Oh, uh, I mean like into the rotation. After you got past, you were showing up every single night, right? No, I got past for late night and then I got into the, rota- the, the regular rotation. And you would show up every night? Yeah, I would do late night every night. Yeah. And yeah. I got into the rotation like about like two years later. That's awesome. Yeah. So now you're like, you're just getting booked for spots there randomly. Yeah, just real spots. There's a, I send my avails every month and then you get your spots. Wow. Man. Month, yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. I didn't know that. I know that you're in some some clubs. I remember when I saw you uh, at Broadway, right? You were interning there at the time, and you know I could tell you were hungry for comedy I don't know if you even remember it but like I remember I kind of remember but yeah, yeah I was like, interning and then that was another thing it took two years I interned for two years before I got I got I got passed into the rotation for paid for paid work at the Broadway yeah took two years I've been interning doing check spots and stuff this, yeah the spot they give you spots from interning or five minutes so I did an intern for two for two years I did late night for two years before I got paid spots I would say if you do every night and you work on it and not and do other shit too not just that I was doing five set I would do mics then uh, then, then late night and then um, Broadway and then I would go MC wherever in Pennsylvania on the weekends I would do every, all that self booked MCing yeah so that would be like that's like two years of every single night doing that to get past yeah because eventually I remember I was at Broadway to get past at Broadway okay well no and the comics because you, you can't just it's just not like you just the mistake that a lot of people, especially these new late nighters or these new interns, whatever, they just think that they they just go to that one club and that's all they fucking do. They show up there every night 
can I get on stage? Can I get some? They're trying to squeeze in the shows. Then they do. They do late night. They have. Then they don't work any other spots. You have to do everything. Yeah. You have to be at New York Comedy Club. You have to be anywhere you can get in at the lowest level. New York has a late night. Get in New York. Strip has a late night. Get in the Strip. Broadway has an internship program where you can do late night spots. Get in there. LOL, you just fucking show up. You could just do check spots there. You know? Like, you have to do all this shit. Greenwich Village has an internship program. You could do that. Grizzly Pear, you do that. You do, you do all the. Uh, um, Gotham, Gotham's there. But um, all this shit. You, any, anywhere you can get in. And you feel like you're ready to do well there, you just fucking get in. Yeah. And these internship spots, you can bomb there. You're fucking working four or five hours to do that spot. So you can bomb there. I don't mean like just go up there and shit the bed, but like if you even like I used to work my ass off and write jokes and bomb still bomb because I was just not that good. It's a safe space. It's a safe space because you're working for those spots. The strip, once you get past, you're past, you know? Unless you go on stage and call the whole crowd a bunch of cunts, you're not gonna get on past. <laughs> So you, that's your place to like get better, you know. No one watches late night, you know. They may they may watch if they're like considering moving you up. That's it. But you know, and and, 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 and I mean, of course you want to do it. Like one one of the biggest things that helped me at Broadway was that I was there. I used to intern on Saturday nights from. Um, I, there was two. Sh- I used to work six p.m. to eleven or eight p.m. to like two in the morning. I would intern there, and there was one day someone didn't show up for their spot on Saturday. I went up, I had a really good set, and then Chris Murphy, who's the um, the owner, the owner's like best friend. He's a long haired dude, right? Yeah, he saw me and he was like, "Dude, you're good, man. I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell, you know, I'll tell the owner of the club. I'll tell that you did a good job." And then that was just one thing he told them, and then you know they're like, "Oh, okay." And then I had a recommendation, and then just and then a couple recommendations, and then eventually got to the point. Like, to oh, Broadway. Yeah, and it's always like, he's an interning for a couple of years. Like, oh yeah, then we'll get him. So you, to, you, you know, you have to put your work in, and then you have to like do well when you get those opportunities like that. And that all comes from just working everywhere and getting better. And um, man, it's like uh, I look back at it, like re- I look back at it now, and like I was really hustling. I think I hustle now, but I'm definitely a little more relaxed because I know, because my because I know I'm funny now. Before I was still like I'm I'm so I still don't believe I'm funny. I was a little like, you know, I'm trying to overcompensate by doing as many spots as I could. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at a point you know where I'm also uh, I'm working on trying to get more spots for myself as well. You know, I'm in at LOL. I, I did Caroline's for a second time last week. Uh-huh. You know, they booked me. Um, got a decent tape out of it. Yeah. So, I think that that'll help. Um, I gotta get my manager to fucking call them. Yeah. Call Caroline. I had an agent show up to the show, actually. Yeah, people, that's the thing, industry goes there, so. Yeah. I'm gonna ask my agent if he can can talk to, what's his name, Lou Lou Fernando, or whatever the fuck his name is. I, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, an agent said he'd work with me after seeing that, you know, so I don't know if, he said send me, he wants me to send him my availability, which I did. Mm Mm-hmm. And hopefully that can start opening some doors, probably on the road a little bit, and just kind of. It all starts from somewhere, man. Yeah. I got my agent through a. I got I I had I got my first manager through a show I did at the Looney Bin in Staten Island. She was wow. just in the crowd. She was like, "You're, you know, she's more like you're adorable." Like when we send you out for her auditions, 
And then and that was like a commercial manager. No, she said she sent me on like like movie auditions and TV auditions. Wow. She 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 doesn't she didn't send me on a while, but she was she was like a kid's agent, so I don't know why she wanted to work with me. But um, and then I worked at Catch a Rising Star, and then the manager of the club. Um. So the the manager company managing man company I work with now, booked some of the acts for that comedy club, so he was like. You're good, man. You should uh, here call this guy. He's a manager, and he'll tell him I, rec- I recommended you. So then I started getting he, up to that. Uh, an agent told you that. No, the manager. Of the, so club. the manager of the club. Yeah. So he recommended you to an agent. Yeah, because there's an agency that books that club. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He he just liked your set and was like. Yeah, no, he liked you, and I think you're young and you have a you're young and you're you have some talent. People will give you. People just go like, oh, you'll like, because yep. be, they see it, man. These only, especially these oldest guys, they see people come and go, come and get famous, come and get famous. Yeah. They can see the pattern. You know Ryan, Ryan the cows? No. Okay, Ryan produces shows everywhere. He's fucking like forty years old, and everyone's come through his room. What Sam Morell's came through his room. Mark Norman came through his room. What room is it? No, he, he shows all over the goddamn city. He really? produced probably like oh, different shows at like a hundred different places. You reach out to him then. And he, so he's seen people make it. He's seen people that were just oh, barkers make it. And he's he told me he's like, you you know I see it in you. That's awesome, man. Right, but I'm not even just saying for like just me, but like these older people that have been in the business for a while, they can they they see it, they see the pattern. They see like young Pete Davidson. They see Ricky Velez. They see him in the beginning. They see their hustle and whatever, and then they make it. And then they see another guy. That guy's got the same thing. Oh, he's got the twinkle in his eye. They all see it, man. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Well, yeah. keep working. You're on your way. You know. I think we're all on our way. Man. Yeah, I I feel like yeah. I am too. I feel like I am too. Um, you gotta show up. That's a, that's. That's ca- that's kind of going back, you know. Like I said, I've been doing stand up for twelve years, but it's it's a little bit. It's been more of an accordion. If you take an accordion, you kind of stretch it out. Uh, obviously, I live in a nice apartment mm-hmm. that didn't come from doing comedy. Uh, it came from, you know, having a day job. I worked in a startup with a buddy and some friends, and we helped make that successful. And luckily, it was the type of opportunity that didn't force me to. I wouldn't have taken it if it did, but it was an opportunity where comedy was still able. S- I was able to do that, right? I was able to work from home. I was able to do stuff in LA um, while I was out there, live on the beach mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that life is, is ridiculous. Yeah. You live on the beach, it's so fucking crazy. It I was, don't know how awesome it is. I worked from home, lived yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I talk about it in some of my jokes. I'm still refining some of them. Mm-hmm. They're not, it's not some of my, like, best, strongest stuff, but, like, the the... The topic itself, I think, is very intriguing. So if I can give it a couple more punches to to lift it up on the humor notch, yeah. uh, on the humor scale, then I think it can pop. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's been spread out. But I've had to make a lot of the sacrifices. You know, I think who know like there's no way to really quantify. Only you know how much you're putting into it, right? But yeah. I know that. Um, well, well, here's 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 I I really give any advice, but one of the best. Advices I've gotten that I, I, I feel like I, I, I haven't even thought about this in a while, but I should probably give it to more people. But just build an act from the right, right now, like right now, start building an act because so many people, especially in New York, just sets are so short, 
people just always want to work on new, I hear people go, I have a new joke, I'm like, you only have five minutes, you know, like, just build, like, build something, like, that, 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 that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, like, that, I was working, I remember I worked in, I was working in Maryland, Ocean City, Maryland, and I was doing, like, 15 minutes a night, and it was, like, the first time I was ever doing that long, I was just, I was getting by, but I wasn't doing that well, and this guy, the headline literally sat me down after the show, he's like, okay, we, we gotta fix this. <laughs> and he's like come back tomorrow in the comedy club at like 12 we're gonna go through your whole thing so I come back tomorrow he literally went through my whole every joke I did yesterday and he just tore everything apart and he's like you have to like you have no like you just have like jokes there's just joke. there's no segue they don't make sense in each other you know sometimes you contradict yourself just have an act where it's just it's just like like I said beginning middle callback and then end build an act is then that's just gonna build itself you know Everyone's always like, I got this new joke, I got this new joke, and it's like, all right, where does it fit though? In your act? What are you trying to say when you get on stage? You know? Yeah. For me, like, I, I still think about it now. Even when I'm working, because because I have like 45 minutes, so when I go and do like 15 minutes, I have to really think like, like I did a 15 minutes yesterday, and it's not just like you're all the jokes, which so is fucking do them. It's just like, okay, how is this? Like, why am I doing this? Like, why yeah. is this? Why is this 15 minutes set? You know? Yeah, it, it's not even bad to have like a catchphrase, not a catchphrase like though. Watch bro, yeah, like just something gay. <laughs> but something like we repeat like your purpose, you know, yeah. like like uh, like yesterday I, I, I went on stage and my basically like I, I, I was like I'm you know I'm I'm kinda broke, you know. Um, I can't even go out drinking with my friends, then I have all these drinking jokes, then like I go on dates. So and I kept it pretty much that for fifteen minutes. I you know poor just basically drinking and, and dating. That was 15 minutes. There's like, some people you just, it just, there's just, just, just like, like 15 minutes for them is like 15 different topics. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say just like, like, like have an act, something that you literally would want to put on like, um, Netflix, you know? Yeah. Like, especially, like I said, like when I started out, I, I had like, I just had all this shit. Like I had jokes about being mixed. Yeah. And then I had jokes, I had jokes about how Kim Kardashian has an application for fucking boyfriends because she's a cunt. You know? Yeah, yeah. Fill in, fill in your net worth, <laughs> your job, and then uh, send attached dick pic. <laughs> like, I had the just, you say, like, why? Would, they make no sense, though, you know? Like, yeah. like it's just, I'm just always all over the place. And I was always thinking of new stuff, and like, some will be observational, some will be personal. And it's just like, dude, just like, just be consistent. I won't contradict myself, you know? I would say one thing, then say another 10 minutes in, because I was just like. Because it was more about writing a punchline rather than writing a, a version of maybe what's true for you. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was felt working, that happen for me. Too. I was, I was with, um, I was working with Roy Wood. Do you, you know who he is? Uh, I know the name. You should, he's, he's one of the best stand-ups in the city. Okay. He's so fucking good. And his opener, Alex, you know Alex Babbitt? I know the name. Okay. So Alex is a good friend of mine and we're all working together at a comedy club. And Alex is opening for Roy. So Roy was just kind of giving him all the attention. I was just, I was just MC. The comic book me, he had brought him, so I was just like, I was just, I was just lucky to hear the advice he was giving Alex. Yeah. And he was telling Alex like, yeah, like I had this new joke, which I like. I ain't gonna do it tonight. And Alex was like, why not do it? He's like, because it doesn't fit in my act. It doesn't fit in. It's, it's good. I'm gonna keep it on the side, but it don't fit in to this what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. You know, so. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I think about all these things, right? I'm, I'm, I'm always, like, I, last week doing Caroline's, I obviously want to present my best possible 
foot forward. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's like, what jokes am I gonna do? Is this, does it have a beginning, middle, and end? What if you, like, um, you look at, like, do you study other comedians? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't study, I don't study on a notebook, but the people I watch, I've noticed, like, they talk about the same thing. Joe List talks about anxiety and sex, pretty much. Mark Norman talks about race and, and, uh, and, um, and uh, race and, like, gay, gay. He talks about, he has, like, a gay joke, a lot of gay jokes. Basically, politically correctness is what he, what he talks about. And then Nick Griffin, you know Nick Griffin? Uh, the name, but yeah, I... Yeah, he just talks about being depressed, you know? Yeah. David Tell, he talks about everything, but it's all just jokes. He never gets serious. He's just all jokes. It's all consistent. So... Yeah. It's It's, it's all part of their act. It's part of their persona, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's not, like, that's something... I learned when I was in L.A., actually. I, I worked with someone, and he's like, you got great jokes, but you got to work on your... The other half, you gotta work in the stage presence, like the personality, the voice, yeah. you know, like, why are you saying this? Like, like he was saying that these, these, these character traits you have when you're a comic, like, one of them is like, um, your, 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 your blind side or your blind spot, the thing that makes you funny that you don't, you don't know what makes you funny. Like, like, you know, what eventually you'll learn what your blind spot is, but like, it's something that like the crowd laughs at you. But, but it's like almost like you don't know why they're laughing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's, you know, like, uh, just like, you know, character stuff. Like, like some people can be angry on stage and be hilarious. Some people are just, you know, like, um, they can just get away with it because they're good looking. Or some people yeah. are just, you know, deadpan and, and it's, it's funny, you know? So that goes into, there's, there's so much more than joke writing. And then when I learned that, I was, my whole world's blown. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much to yeah, yeah. No, I. It's good to be. Re re. I mean, these are all points that I think about, and that I. I you know, this this stuff is all important. You know, I. Um, right. We have the time. Let's say when you have the time. You have the forty hours to work on it. Yeah. So this, this is the shit that. This is how deep it gets. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure the listeners are very intrigued right now. Oh, uh, they're sleeping. <laughs> that are sleeping. I probably lost about half them. The whole yeah, fuck, fuck, whatever. <laughs> comedy and girls. Comedy and girls. Comedy. My love for comedy. Is it rain today? Yeah, right. tinted windows. Yeah, we're gonna. I was gonna say my love for comedy is kind of like a woman in a way. Like I love comedy the way I love a woman. It's I've experienced so many highs and lows from it, and sometimes it feels like it's like. You got a love-hate relationship. Sometimes it's more smooth, but lately it's kind of been more steady and leveled off. Yeah. I think me and comedy have a healthier relationship right now. There's a point where, um, for me, it was like the first couple... Of, do you want to record this too? Oh, you're recording. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, there's, there's a, um, there was a, there was like the first three years, two, three years, it was like, it's, I'm such a baby, I still, but I was like... It wasn't, for me, it wasn't steady. It was just, like, I need to get up every night. And, like, I was like, in the moment, I wasn't thinking this, but, like, now I look back at it, I was so, like, I would do, like, four check spots at LOL a night, and then, like, I, I, I would, like, bounce, I would do five open mics when I was in the beginning, and, like, I would enter, I was just, I had no social life, I didn't go out with any friends, I didn't get laid, I was just, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, I wasn't even trying to get laid, I just want, I was just, every night, every night, every night, every night. If I, if I had one night off, I felt guilty, I hated myself. <laughs> And then when like the work starts coming and you st- you start you start seeing a little like 
get past the comic strip, then then I got a like I, I did a, I got a paid I got paid at Gotham one night like all these little things and you start featuring and then you have a good feature weekend and then then you get a TV and then like these little things that kind of go yeah like dude like you're there we go good job you did it yeah yeah you're working you're funny and then enough to, and then you hear you're funny enough that you're like maybe I am funny but, <laughs> so dude I tell I, for the first three years I, I you couldn't convince me I was funny now I'm more like okay I'm I, I I'm okay now I'm tolerable. But it's when, it, now now things are more steady for me, where it's just like, I'm working, I'm funny, and then like, you know, uh, I, I have like a kind of a semblance of a career, you know? Yeah. And then with that, I'm, I'm finally able to relax more and try to live like a like a normal life, you know? Yeah. Try to see friends and, and um, try to date more um, and just, you know, but it's still tough, man, like, so a lot of times I go out on a Saturday night with friends and I'm just like I hate, I hate this I just want to go I just want to be at a comedy club wow you love it man that's yeah I don't hate it but it's like I'd rather be at a comedy club you know there's no part of me that was like this whole like blackout thing I used to do when I was when I was when I was younger I have no I, I don't even care about like when I go out to drink it's like because I want to see my friends again and then I don't want to see if I'll go up with some girls but there's no like I used to just my whole life would just be like yeah Back in college? Yeah. And that just is pointless to me now. Yeah. Well, it's been fun chatting, man. Uh, I think we've reached a good point to... Yeah, I feel like a hog. You didn't really... No, you're the guest on the podcast. We were. Yeah. I was asking you questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. This is... Uh, this is uh, it's always good to chat about life, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always good to hear it. Like, you know, we, we know this, but when you, when you say it, you hear it, you internalize and vocalize it it always helps yeah you know i agree especially That's with the stuff about the dating you know like i hadn't thought about like what like you know in depth about that stuff in a while yeah and then it just reminds me like oh yeah like i'm a fucking you know i had issues you know <laughs> well everyone we're all works in progress man yeah you know i think if anyone was perfect uh I think it'd be a bad thing if there was like a comedian out there that was perfect, right? Like it, it allows you to be funny sometimes, you know, having certain things. Not that you have to like go around like forcing. Mm-hmm. I think you get less funny the more successful you are, unless you're you're so good where you're able to realize like, like how to be able to relate your 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 riches. Like Chappelle was able to do that. You know? Yeah, and it's mostly talk about talk by talking about what's going on in the world. Yeah, but some of these big comedians like Louis and Bill, like they get so famous, and then they still try to be like that everyday guy. And you're just like, dude, you're fucking like, you make millions of dollars. Like, I don't know how you can fucking yeah really complain about <laughs> shopping at CVS or something, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's interesting, you know. You, you, it'll be an interesting journey, right? It's been interesting thus far. So, um, yeah. Anyway, appreciate you joining. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys follow James Camacho um, uh, he's on Twitter Camacho Bro and Twitter and Instagram is Camacho Bro C-A-M-A-C-H-B-R-O I made it in college that's why that's Camacho Bro <laughs> Camacho Bro it's yeah. fitting alright guys well, um, enjoy yourselves I'm sure we'll talk again soon or I'll talk again soon alright peace bye bye thank you for listening By the way, am I the only one who's horny?